Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way and yes, welcome to Agenda Show also I must say a daily show from 9.30am Monday to Friday and of course it is match day, match day, match day, Arsenal first Crystal Palace and I have Guy Clark back on the show to dissect the game and talk about other matters concerning Arsenal. How are you Guy? Yeah, not bad, mate. Old old habits die hard, though. You said 9.30am. We're 10am. 10am, sorry. No, I'm all good, mate. Uh, I have to say, a bit nervy ahead of tonight's game. Uh, obviously, hoping that the Arsenal get the job done. But uh, as we'll talk about, uh, plenty of cause for concern, I think. Absolutely. And just, what's your initial thoughts on the game? How do you think it'll go? And uh, do you think it'll be a tough one? I think it will be. Uh, I think we did a we did a results prediction stream, didn't we, a little while back? I think it went mm-hmm. up to to this game, so we'll have yeah. to get on with a, another one of those predicting uh, how things go. At that time, I said Spurs were going to do quite well. Ooh, unfortunately, they are. I equally, I think at the moment, Arsenal's winning run has kind of coincided with what I predicted. I do think this is going to be the toughest bar the Liverpool game of the recent assignments we've had. I, I would take a draw right now. Um, I know it's, it's it would technically over the game week be two points dropped um, with those chasing, but I don't think we're going to have it our way every single week. And I do I do think it's going to be a tough game. But equally, I think if we get a point and, and get out of there, then we keep some form of, of positivity and the unbeaten run going away from home. Absolutely, yeah. Because I remember in that predict us, I, I said Arsenal would lose to Palace, and I really, really hope that is not the case. But Selhurst Park. Monday night, you just go back to 2017. I believe Arsenal was 3 0 that night to Crystal Palace, and we really needed to win. And that was really a, a defining game. Guy, it's so important, and we get a good result here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, but equally, I think you, you, you qualify that in what the confines of a, of a good result are. Um, if, for example, I mean, the home game with Palace is, is a prime example of that, isn't it? 2 2. Uh, we look back at that now and probably think our two points dropped. But remember the emotion on the night when Lacazette scored the late equaliser? It was a big big point at the time for us. So I think it's all obviously how we start the game. If we can get our noses in front, which we've been doing expertly well, certainly away from home, um, like we did at Villa, uh, I I would back us to to see it through. But I do think the first 20 20 minutes, half an hour, are going to be absolutely pivotal. Um, They're going to be right up for it. We know the atmosphere that can be created there. Equally, Shout out to to the Arsenal supporters, the travelling contingent in particular in recent weeks. Mikel Arteta on his press conference that's on the channel um, paid credit to them after winning the Manager of the Month award, saying that the supporters have more than more than played their part. And we saw them in, in full voice at Villa Park, and I think it, it's going to be a great, a cracking atmosphere tonight. A London derby, albeit not one of the bigger ones, but but one where we can really get up for it, and hopefully the uh, those in the stands can can help the lads over the line. Yeah, we just got hope indeed. And guy, for you, where does the where does the game where do we win the game, and where can we potentially lose the game? Uh, well, Wilson, there a draw against Palace really got. I, I just, <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough game. Um, it is, and I think the crucial element's going to be control of the game. Uh, really, kind of locking that down, winning that midfield battle, which for us in recent weeks has been so pivotal. I think this is going to be a real cauldron of an atmosphere to go into. And I think it's, it is, it's along with kind of wanting to get back into European football. These are the kind of nights where we can do it. And these are the nights 
Thomas Partey has to come to the fore. He needs to dominate that midfield like he did at Villa Park alongside Granite Xhaka. Xhaka needs to, to keep his head, keep his discipline. The two of them, if they can own that midfield, keep Palace quiet, just keep the ball moving around. It doesn't need to be fancy. We don't need... The one thing we don't need to do is open it up into a basketball game and go end-to-end -end with them because the players they have on transition... Mm -hmm are killers and they can really get in behind Wilfred Zaha. We know all too well what he's done to Arsenal in the past. So I think the midfield battles where it is won and lost. And I think it's all about the element of, of control tonight and, and really keeping our heads. Of course. And they do have, they don't have Wilfred Zaha tonight. However, with Marco Elise, Ibereche, Eze, they are still just as a threatening team river without Zaha, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing. I said Zaha there because he's kind of the guy you, you associate with them. I think Elise may well be an injury doubt as well. He went away with mm. France under-21s and picked up a knock. But as you say, Eberechi Eze, he's a brilliant player. Odson Edward may not have, have sort of hit the ground running really at Crystal Palace, but he did score twice against Spurs earlier in the season. He's a good player, again, on the transition, on the counter. Mateta's come to a bit of form for them as well. Tyreek Mitchell's obviously just made his England debut, albeit a fullback, does get forward quite well down that side for them. So, yeah, as I say, it, it's going to be a um, a big ask for us. And I think Palace, the threats they have. I mean, equally, we need to look at it and, and, and see what we've got. I mean, we went to a similarly kind of tight, compact ground in, in Vicarage Road recently against Watford, albeit maybe don't have the individual quality of Crystal Palace. But the start we had in that game, albeit the first minute when they when they scored, but it was offside. But if you, if you stick with my point... Apart from that, we started that game really well. Got the goals. Um, certainly, the, the Martin Erdegaard goal and Bukayo Saka, how, how we grew into that first half. If we can replicate that tonight, then that, that really does set the basis for, for what we want. Yeah, of course. I agree with you, Dan. Uh, Crystal Palace recently, look, Manchester City went there, didn't score. Chelsea went there recently, got one goal just about late in the game. They struggled to score. Tottenham went to Selhurst Park. They also lost. So, it's important, isn't it, that we do really well in the attack? And considering that, would you go with Emil Smith-Rowe and Marcelli? Because Marcelli has been great, of course, but Smith-Rowe seems to be more direct and can find the goal on a more frequent basis so far this season. Uh, yeah, I did the, the team predictor stream with Tom mm -hmm. yesterday and Smith-Rowe comes into to the team for me. Uh, because of what I said before about that element of control, he's he, he's not someone who's going to run in behind like Gabriel Martinelli does. And Gabriel Martinelli presses very well from the front. I don't think we need a high-pressing performance today. We need that element of just keep the ball, look after the ball. Yeah, they might sit in a low block and be di uh, difficult to break down. Equally, we have found a way of breaking down low blocks recently, and that actually does seem to suit us quite well, where Lacazette can really get involved in the build-up play, whereas if a game comes stretched and we do need legs to run in behind, that we know isn't Lacazette's game. It does suit Bakayo Saka, but equally, they're going to want to... To, to sit off Bakayo Saka because he probably is the one guy in a low block who does struggle to sometimes break sides down, albeit obviously did get the goal at Villa Park when, when it fell out on the edge of the box. So for me, it's, it's Smith Rowe. It helps add to that element of control for us. And let's not forget he's our top scorer. I mean, prior to the international break, he was struggling to get back to, to full fitness and break into the side. I actually think whilst a lot of the time you'd say, oh, a player coming back from injury, you don't want him to go away on international break. Actually, it's worked, I think, ideally for Smith-Rowe in terms of that time has helped bring him up to speed to where he needs to be now for Arsenal, for the running. And he can be kind of that that extra dimension that maybe just prior to the international break we, we were lacking. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Smith Rowe, he's a more direct player. He will get the goals. I do know, however, last year Martinelli did score at Soho Spark, albeit in front of an empty stadium. So it will be interesting to see if Arteta likes it, wants to change his team because he hasn't really done that too often this season. I think he likes his new system and likes to keep the same 11, but we shall see if that does change. And Guy, oh no, we know Fiera and his ties to Arsenal, but this is like a little audition for him, isn't it? To be possible, the possible future Arsenal manager. I think it is. I'd like to get your thoughts on it as well. I mean, Patrick Vieira, to me, is just bona fide Arsenal legend. Uh, what a man, what a captain he was. Uh, of course, led the Invincibles and arguably his presence in that midfield never really quite been replaced. Whether you get into that debate of was he a defensive midfielder, was he a box-to-box midfielder, who was Gilberto not replaced either. Regardless, the stature, the presence, the physicality, he brought that leadership from the middle of the pitch has never truly been replaced. Whether it's an audition for him, or not, I'm not sure. I've been really impressed with him since he's come into the Premier League. Obviously, when Unai Emery left Arsenal, there was talk then of should Arsenal go and get Patrick Vieira? Is it time to bring in a club legend? Obviously, the likes of United and Chelsea had all gone and done it. A lot of talk around kind of whether Arsenal could follow suit as well. And I think in in the Premier League at the moment, with two young former midfielders in the dugout now, uh, in Steven Gerrard and Patrick Vieira, both will be looking maybe to hit that road back to their former clubs. But I think Vieira, really, the job he's done at Palace is absolutely remarkable. The turnover of players they've had, the style of play that he's he's brought to them, and just the calmness in, in which he conducts himself. And you don't really see a lot of headlines around him. It is just business as usual, regardless of, of whether it's coming back to Arsenal in the long run or not. I think he's proven himself in his own right now to, to be a head coach, be a manager, and a successful one in the Premier League at that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I said that as well. I think he had a lot of doubters at the start of the season. They questioned him about his time at Nice, but uh, he has come to the Premier League and it's almost set alight with his new vibrant Crystal Palace team. But we shall see. I don't like, personally, Arsenal legends like in the future down the line, of course, that becoming Arsenal managers simply because I don't want them to, to ruin their reputation or their status as Arsenal legends as it is. When it comes it's to one it. of them. I, 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 and I, I understand it. It's because of the attachment and everything. And like I say, yeah. I, I absolutely adore... Patrick Vieira, but I also don't understand why there has to be a clamour and immediate need for, oh, he can come back to Arsenal, oh, he can be the next mm. Arsenal manager. Because to be the Arsenal manager, you have to have certain requisites on your CV to say you are of the, the, the required standard, perhaps, to, to reach that level. I mean, even go back to the likes of, of say, George Graham. He was a former Arsenal player who went away to Millwall, was manager, and then came back to Arsenal, and that really did work. But equally, it isn't just a a simple thing to say, oh yeah, because you're a former player and you've had success at the club, you know exactly what is required and you are capable of doing it. But if he continues on the path he's, he's, he's started at Crystal Palace, there is no reason when, if Mikel Arteta does move on, because the way in which he's doing his job, you'd expect him to be there for a fair few years to come. And we, we're probably not going to want to be in the market for a manager for a long, long time. But if Vieira continues how he is going, I'm sure his name would be in the conversation. Absolutely, I agree with you there. It's true. I think manager doesn't no matter what his previous day is, his previous time, he does not deserve just to be Arsenal manager because of his name. But of course, Arteta is thriving right now. I don't think a new manager is at the top of conversation at at all, to be honest. But guys, before we do move on to the next topic, make sure to leave your questions in the comment section as we will be touching on them towards the end of the show. But guy, I think it's only right. As much as I don't want to talk about it, Tottenham yesterday against Newcastle. Done very well, didn't and did it worry you a little bit after the after the result against against the Magpies? Um, 
did it worry me? I'll have to be honest and say, yeah, it did. Um, I wanted to say no, but it did. Uh, they've obviously gone above us, and, and equally, the, the manner in which they did it, the amount of goals they scored, boosted their goal difference, which had been inferior to us. So they have they have leaped ahead of us. They have gone into to fourth place, but equally, it's what this Tottenham side have, have been capable of. They, they can go and put five goals on one team, but then when they play Villa at the weekend, what are we going to see? So there's a long way to go. And just because we got into fourth doesn't mean that all of a sudden that is it now for the rest of the season. We're going to ride through in fourth un, unopposed and absolutely cruise it and, and get through absolutely fine. There are going to be challenges and bumps in the road. I mean, West Ham, they showed good resilience themselves after getting pegged back to, to go on and win their three points behind us. Yes, we have two games in hand, but at this stage of the season, it's all about the points on the board and they are very much in the race. I think Manchester United probably can be written out now uh, following just the pattern of, of how things are going for them. You can't really see them turning it around and, and stringing results together. But with Spurs, yeah, they've, they've obviously been trying to build something there under Antonio Conte and it looks as though their team are coming together. I would have to say, yeah, I'm worried off that performance. The issue and where I will then become worried is if they find consistency, which is the one thing they've lacked, but the thing that we've had over them. Yeah, absolutely. They have had the consistency and their, their run of games is what worries me too. I think if we're being honest on paper, we have got much tougher, tougher fixtures. It just depends if Tottenham do win those expected games, which they usually don't. And guys, do you think the game, well, it's going to be clear possibly on the top of May, Tottenham first Arsenal, that's what reports are saying. Do you think that will be, by the time we get there, do you think we'll still be neck and neck or do you think the top four race could be decided by then? Well, we've got the huge games, obviously, haven't we? Uh, we'll play Chelsea prior to that. We play Manchester United prior to that. They're going to be huge games. Uh, I, I would like to think, I did a I did a table predictor thing weeks ago. And actually, I know Tom did one recently as well, had us finishing 11 points ahead of us. So I had us 10 points ahead of them. Um, I, I, I would love that to be the case. Um, let's, let's wait and see. It really does have to be a game at a time. But at the end of the day, we've got to be prepared for it to come down to, to either that game or even the final day of the season. Now, we've taken it that deep before. They've struggled to keep pace on the final day of the season. And we all know our favourite term, Spursy, comes to the fore. And that is the case at the end of the day, the Tottenham Hotspur. So let's hope they continue to be Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, Spursy indeed. I want to say the same thing. For me, I think I just have PTSD from the 2018-2019 season when, if we're being honest, top forwards in our hands and, uh, yeah, games are Brighton and Crystal Palace. We really bottled it there and it, it hurts. It still, I, still, I still have scars from, from that. From that horrible season and then you go to 19-20 the european league of course and then 2021 once again a chance to get to get into champions league and it's the european league again it's just times like that where i think ah oh, can we really do it but i think if we do continue to be consistent and there's no reason we cannot but we shall see guys we are going to end the show there actually wait before we end the show guy i have to get your score prediction for christopher this first arsenal uh, I think I think I'm going to have to go with a, a one-one there. To be honest, uh, as I said before, it's it's going to be a difficult place to go. I think opening twenty minutes, half an hour is going to be crucial. Let's get there. Let's quieten them down. Uh, I'd love to say one 0 Alex Lacazette, but I do have a feeling. I mean, the team news is huge. We've not really touched on that, have we? Are we going to see Takahiro Tomiyasu back? That would be key. Are we going to see Ramsdale in goal? Both him and Bakayo Saka mm -hmm. were pictured in the in the. Uh, training pictures released by the club ahead of the game on Sunday afternoon. So you've got to hope they'll be back. I think Tommy Asu, if he is available, is absolutely crucial for this kind of game. 
as well. It's going to be a cauldron. If we win here, I'll go as far as to say, if we win tonight at this kind of intimidating atmosphere, we are clearly in the box seat. And for me, have ticked off kind of the list of what the credentials are needed, the, the, the minerals that are required to get over the line in this kind of dogfight. Because it's going to be a dogfight to get into the top four and it's going to be a dogfight tonight. But I have to say, I do think it will, I do think it will probably finish 1-1. Yeah, it will be a dogfight indeed. I'm going to, I know I was negative in our initial match prediction. However, I'm going to change my prediction now. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Arsenal win simply because I believe the game against at Villa Park really did give fill me of hope that we can win that tough ground and we will get over the, over the line, I believe. I'm going to go with a Lacazette goal and I'm going to go with a Martinelli goal too. I believe it will be 2-1 to Arsenal. But we shall see. Guys, always, thank you for jumping on the show, mate. Yeah, really appreciate it. Glad to be on the, the new 10 o'clock time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10 a.m., guys, not 9.30. 10 a.m. is a Monday. It's a Monday, you know how it goes. <laughs> but make sure you do leave a like and comment. Of course, be there later for the post-match reaction between TC and Chris. I believe that is happening. Am I right in saying that, guys? I, I believe that is right, yeah. So make sure you to tune in later, guys. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, 10 a.m. So be there also. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah. I'm